Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hi, I'm Anna Marie Cox. This is, with friends like these, Good Intentions Edition. This was a journey American missionary John Chow was warned against taking. The island was off limits to out to protect outsiders and the tribe, which has no immunity to modern diseases. This morning, investigators are trying to figure out who else might have been involved in that fatal mission. With reports of arrests, Indian police say they're investigating whether more people may have been involved in this illegal trip. The police chief calling it a misplaced adventure to an island where the people reject contact with the outside world. And then that gruesome ending, a young American's body buried in the sand. Today, this remote island in the Indian Ocean is the focus of an investigation. Where is American missionary John Chow's body? This morning, seven people, including fishermen accused of taking him there, are under arrest. More may be under suspicion. Chow was no stranger to exotic adventures, trekking in South Africa, snowshoeing across the Pacific Northwest, diving in the Andaman Sea, curious about the tribes. But his trip to North Sentinel Island in the Andaman Sea was both perilous and illegal. That's coverage of the death of John Chow. You probably remember John Allen Chow. His story was everywhere, even though it started in one of the most remote places on Earth. How remote? Well, there's a a string of islands that used to be a land bridge between Burma and Indonesia. Then, as I say, about 10,000 years ago, the ice caps melted, the seas rose, and they became a string of islands. There are more than 800 islands, of which only 30 are inhabited and and. That is why you have these tribes living in isolation. They were literally cut off from the world. That's Alex Perry. He's a veteran foreign correspondent who wrote a long feature about John Chow for Outside Magazine. He'll be one of the people taking us through this story. So it's, it's incredibly remote. To get to them, you go to eastern India, uh, to Madras, and you fly out. It's, it's two, and a, two to three hours over completely open water. And then these islands just appear out of nowhere, uh, tiny little dots. Uh, it's also actually the place where it was the closest place to the 2004, 2005 uh, Asian tsunami. I mean, and, and so it's, it's an incredibly remote, totally wild place. And at that time, entire islands were swallowed by the oceans and new ones just popped up. So it's absolutely kind of primal. And... What was really, what, I mean, I've been there a number of times, but what's really striking when you're coming in on a plane is you, you can't see where the hell the plane is going to land because there's just nothing but uh, island, you know, jungle islands. There doesn't seem to be any settlement at all. And then finally, this one town appears at the end of a headland and you land. John 
was obsessed with that string of islands, with the idea there was a group of people out there who had not heard the word of God. When he was killed by the tribe he set out to convert, his death became a talisman on both sides of the culture war. For evangelicals, he quickly became a martyr, killed in the act of bringing Christ to supposedly hostile peoples. Um, His brother and sister, uh, in contrast to both the parents, turned up at the Oral Roberts University kind of official memorial for John and took part in the whole ceremony where John's mentor stood up and told an audience of 2,000 young Christians that they should emulate John, that John was the standard bearer and that they should be all using his example in their own life. For progressives, or almost anyone who's not an evangelical Christian, he was an immediate punching bag. In the words of one comic, not so much a martyr as... The patron saint of daft cunts. (laughs) It's the reactions to John's story that interest me the most. Because John himself, while fascinating in the ways that any tragic figure is fascinating, is a bit more of a type than you might realize. The idea of bringing Christianity to previously uncontacted people is not, as it turns out, a throwback of an idea. And it's certainly not something as unpopular as all those hot takes would have you believe. Time to earn our keep. With Friends Like These is proudly sponsored by Made to Fail, a broken unemployment system in Florida, crowded elections in Wisconsin during a global pandemic, rampant political corruption in Georgia. These failures didn't have to happen. A new podcast, Made to Fail, connects the dots between these government failures and pulls back the curtain on the conservative policies that time and time again failed the people they claim to protect. Made to Fail takes you state by state through the policies, programs, and systems that have let us down. You'll hear from the people and families who have suffered because of these failed policies and the experts who've been studying these issues every step of the way. As it turns out, these failures, they weren't by accident. They're by design. And if we're going to find our way out of this crisis, we need to know how we got here. Get the full story. Download Made to Fail today wherever you get your podcasts. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, Magic Spoon is that tasty adult cereal. And I find myself kind of using it in all the ways that I couldn't have sugary cereal as a snack or as breakfast when I was a kid. My husband's the same way. In fact, he has Magic Spoon for dessert, which makes sense. It's sweet like dessert, but it also won't give him a crash in the middle of the night, like that sugar crash that can sometimes wake you up. Why is it an adult cereal? Well, it's sweet without being bad for you. It has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net carbs. It has four flavors, all delicious, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash WFLT to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use that promo code WFLT at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash WFLT. Use the code WFLT for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. 
This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that is known for its delicious mushroom coffee. I can attest to this. It, it does not taste like mushrooms. It tastes like coffee. And I've been drinking it because apparently I'm not alone in this, but kind of suddenly at some point during the pandemic, I developed um, like physically, like I can't drink as much coffee as I used to. People I've talked to about it say it's because we're all living with constant anxiety. So maybe we're more sensitive than we used to be. It was such a tragedy for me. I love coffee so much. And so I tried Four Sigmatic. It tastes like coffee. I get to have my coffee. If you're like me and coffee suddenly doesn't agree with you, or maybe it never did, try Four Sigmatic. All Four Sigmatic products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free. Plus, every single batch is third-party tested to ensure its purity and safety. So you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. Now, you're probably thinking, you know, does it taste like mushrooms? It tastes like coffee. It is coffee and mushrooms, just not very much coffee, just enough to give it that coffee flavor. You will not taste the mushrooms, I promise. It has over 20,000 five-star reviews. And best of all, Four Sigmatic backs their products with a 100% money-back guarantee. Love every sip or get your money back. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, it is just for with friends like these listeners. You can get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash friends. It is only for with friends like these listeners. It is not available on their regular website. So it's foursigmatic.com slash friends to get 40% off and free shipping. Go right now and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And we're back. Shouldn't you tell Rachel? She understands the language better than any of us. Betty, I tell my sister. She's going to go tell her superiors next. We're going to still be talking about this in two years. We'll have two years, Betty. You want Donnie or killing? So many people. The government's under pressure. They're going to bring in troops. We have one chance to reach these people. Now, this is it. That's from the sort of biopic End of the Spear. It sort of tells the story of Jim Elliott, who in 1956 attempted to evangelize to the Horani of Ecuador and was, in fact, killed. Speared. The movie is fascinating because it's not really about Elliot. It's about a fictional Native character who begins a journey to Christianity because of Elliot's death. It's not even about Elliot's death, really, so much as a 90-minute justification of Elliot's death. It's imaginary evidence proving that Elliot didn't die in vain. It's pedantic and condescending and super racist and it's almost certainly one of the reasons John Chow set off on the path that he did. 
John Chow's models were not the missionaries that brought Catholicism to the New World, but the 20th century evangelicals idolized in independent films and books you can pretty much only buy at Christian bookstores. There is a whole subculture of adventuring youth pastors for someone like John to look up to. But you don't even need to go back decades to find John's heroes. You just have to cross the international dateline to Brazil. But in fact, the number of uncontacted peoples keeps going up rather than down. You, you know, you might think that this is a sort of thing that is happening less and less, but actually in the last decade or so in Brazil, they've discovered far more uncontacted tribes than they knew about 10 or 15 years ago. So actually the discoveries are going up rather than the numbers are coming down. That's Sophie Grigg from Survivor International, another guide in our own adventure. These previously uncontacted tribes are the target of a coordinated effort by evangelical Christians and the Brazilian government. What we have seen an increase in is um, a push in Brazil for the attempts to missionize and make contact with uncontacted tribes where the Brazilian government has appointed as head of the uncontacted tribes department a, uh, a somebody who was the head worked for the new tribes mission a missionary uh, organization for many decades and as we have described this as as having the chicken in charge of the hen house uh, this is an extremely dangerous move and is likely to increase uh, attempts in brazil for uncontacted tribes to be contacted uh, by evangelists So what makes John Chow's story so unique in the modern age isn't the act of going out to evangelize to a remote tribe. It's that he did it by himself. But, you know, even that doesn't make him all that unique. Alex Perry pointed out to us his Instagram feed. John Chow was an evangelical Christian, but he was also a millennial living out his hashtag goals. So this is the narrative that John is following and this is who he wants to be and you can kind of get a sense of that in his diaries and his his social media posts um he is consciously crafting this narrative from he's following it but he's also he's aware of how this stuff is going to look in hindsight if he dies and so he's he's consciously crafting his narrative i mean to me the social media aspect actually is is sort of fascinating. There's on Instagram in particularly, um, he also uses it as a as a disguise, which I guess everybody does, right? Social media is your best self. And even more than that, John Chow was a millennial with hashtag goals and the same desire telegraphed by every fucking Mountain Dew ad, every new viral stunt, every reality show. He wanted to be extreme. John Chow was a missionary and a totally radical dude. Right. So in the missionary world, North Sentinel Island is the Mount Everest. You know, that's, that's the whole point. It's the most extreme. It's completely off the maps. And anybody who's ever landed there, more or less, has been killed. You know, you know that going in. It's, 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 it's the unconquered peak. Our second and last ad break comes now. With Friends Like These is proud to be sponsored by Ritual. 
We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. That's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. Kat Schneider and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested the new normal. Not only have they obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary women's multivitamin, carefully choosing forms that are absorbable by the body, but they've also tested their formula. Science-backed isn't just a buzzword, it's a standard. Ritual left out mystery additives, synthetic fillers, and shady extras that can be found in some traditional multivitamins. And they're committed to showing you their nutrients, where they came from, and why they chose them. They call it traceability. And, of course, the actual pill itself is transparent. It's a lovely part of your morning ritual. And I take them every morning, and they are a joy to take the minty smell that comes out of the bottle, knowing I am doing something good for myself. And they're the first part of my habit stacking every morning. If I take my vitamins, I remember to take my other pills. If I take those other pills, and I remember to brush my teeth. And if I've brushed my teeth, then I remember to do my affirmations, and I won't go through the whole thing. Ritual is making obsessively researched and clinically backed the new normal. Daily changes can lead to big results, so start small today. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Try it out. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash friends to start your ritual today. That's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash friends. Third Love is a treasured sponsor of With Friends Like These. And I think at this point, almost every bra I have is Third Love. I can tell you for sure the bra or bras I'm wearing most often these days in semi-quarantine is a Third Love bra. I have three of their kind of like stretchy, non-underwire, I think they might call it a Saturday bra. That's what I call it in my head. And today, you know, basically every day is Saturday as far as dress code goes. I can't, you know, do total braless. Uh, but this is the next best thing. I can't say that I quite forget I have it on, but it is a pleasure to put on. They are designed for the perfect fit. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all-day comfort and support. They stand behind their products. If you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 30 days. Every Third Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and scratch-free band. From cups AA to I, including half cups and bands from 30 to 48. Not sure about your size? Take Third Love's online Fit Finder quiz to find the size and style that is right for you. It's just a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. With signature details like memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and that scratch-free band— Third Love creates better bras that focus on what matters, keeping you comfortable. No shortcuts, no substitutions. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash friends to get your perfect fitting bra and 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash friends for 10% off today. Enjoy the rest of the show. For the kind of people listening to this show, it's probably easy to get mad at Chow. But one of the things I've learned since creating this podcast is to be wary of my first reaction to anything. And like you, my first reaction to Chow's story was dismissal, maybe a little anger, and if I'm honest, righteousness. I would never do something like that. I would know that it's wrong. There might be a part of me that feels like Chow got what he deserved. And what's wrong with that reaction? Well, here's the first thing I caught. 
My assumption that John Chow's crime was to somehow pollute the untouched or spoil something pure. This is an easy assumption to jump to. Alex Perry fell into it while talking to us. The sort of failing imposition of what you would call kind of, I guess, Western or Indian civilization. No matter how hard you try to make a town there, the jungle is constantly eating it. So that, you know, you, you, you paint a wall, it's black with mold in three weeks. And, and there are vines coming out of the jungle, almost dragging it back in. Uh, every day that I've been there, there's, you know, a giant cyclone will roll in off, off, off the ocean and just tear apart jetties and rip roofs off and flood the streets in about a foot of water. It, you know, there's a, there's a sense that you really shouldn't be there. You know, <laughs> you're not welcome. And it's, it's not like a paradise Caribbean island, although, you know, the beaches are beautiful and, and, and backed with, you know, fantastic virgin rainforests and so on. But it, there's a menace to it. I don't think Alex realized he was doing it, but his description of the jungle seems to include the people in it. It's a metaphor, yes, but it's also an example of how a lot of us think about uncontacted tribes, that they are part of the environment rather than people who shape the environment. They're choosing to live their way of life. They will have changed and developed it as all societies have done over generations. It's, it's not that they're living as their ancestors did. They will all have sort of changed and evolved. Uh, and, and so this idea that it's somehow sort of romantic and idealistic to sort of suggest that they should be able to stay in the forest, it sort of is, it's often quite patronizing because it, it sort of negates the fact that this is their choice. This is the choice of these peoples to live their way of life and to, to choose to live in the forest. And it, it's vital that that's respected. So yes, it's true that some people may romanticize that life, but it's not really about, that's not the reason why that they should be, their land should be recognized and, and their right to remain uncontacted should be respected. That's because that's their choice. It's their right under international law and, and, and it should be respected. Choice. That's the crux of this story. Who gets to make the choices that govern our lives? Sophie, in our interview, came back again and again to the fact that merely contacting the tribes steals away some of their autonomy, violates the choices they've made, and usually makes them so sick they have no choice but to engage with modern society. Even John Chow's mission as a Christian limited their choices. It's not like he brought them a buffet of religions and let them decide for themselves which one they liked best. And what's particularly odd about the ways that Chow attempted to narrow the choices of the Sentinelese is that John Chow had himself a lot of options, a lot of choices, and he kept picking the ones that would lead to his death. There's, there's a number of moments in John's story where he could have taken the off-ramp, you know, where he could have paused, where uh, there are moments where he was made to, he might have introspective, he might have seen a bigger picture. And willfully or because 
it was just in some way unacceptable to him. He, he'd invested so much in this mission. He missed all those off-ramps. Um, you know, the, the most dramatic moment is, is he finally gets to North Sentinel Island and he has a sort of reasonably friendly interaction with the North Sentinelese. And then a 10-year-old kid steps out of nowhere and shoots him with an arrow in the chest. Only it hits a Bible. And, and that's what saves John. Now, to most people, that would be a near miss. To John, he was saved by the Bible. He was saved by God. Not only that, he then sort of paged through the Bible and found what to him was the verse which stopped the, the arrow. And it's a, um, it's a verse from Isaiah about preaching to a people that didn't want him. About, about bringing faith to uh, uh, a race that didn't know God. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, that's clear fantasy, right? If an arrowhead pierces a Bible, it pierces many pages. It doesn't, it doesn't stop at one. John Chow chose to believe he had no agency, that he was on a mission from God. Indigenous people aren't allowed to have agency at all. Which brings us to the last point about that easy righteousness that his story brings to mind. Whose land are you standing on? Me? I'm standing on Dakota land. And as angry as I might be able to get about John Chow's mission, I have to admit that I would not be standing here if Christian missionaries hadn't decided they knew better than the people they came to convert. I'm, in fact, just a few miles away from a place we still call St. Anthony Falls, named by Father Louis Hennepin, who was a Christian missionary. He probably didn't realize or didn't care that the falls were already sacred to the Midwakanton, Dakota. And once again, we don't have to go back that far to see self-justifying colonialism in action. If you've listened to our sister podcast, This Land, you know about the Supreme Court decision that upheld the existence of the Muscogee Creek Reservation. But last week, the first week of October 2020, the Environmental Protection Agency decided that the state of Oklahoma can overrule tribes in the course of, quote, overseeing environmental issues. They know best. Americans... There is no place you can stand that doesn't eventually trace back to Christian missionaries and the conviction of white people that their choices are the ones that matter. And the way we live on this land is also an awkward justification for genocide, the same as the plot of End of the Spear. I really hate to put it this way, but the people that died to allow America to exist, what could we ever do to make their deaths worth it? I'm aware, also, that it's the legacy of genocide that enables me to be the one telling you this story right now. This show is a production of Crooked Media and is produced by Allison Herrera. 
Lily Alexandrov is our assistant producer. Izzy Margulies is our research intern, and Liam McMahon writes all my tweets that are about registering to vote. And, by the way, register to vote. You can find out more at votesaveamerica.com. Karen Quale engineered this episode. Whitney Pastrick is Wally's mom and Exley's adopted aunt. Take care of yourselves. When Tillamook ice cream beckons you to the freezer aisle, which irresistibly creamy flavor do you choose? While you're thinking, try not to fuck up the glass. Tillamook ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.